Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Donald Miller, and JJ is going to join us again next week. But today, I want to talk to you about how to create your life plan and why why you should create your life plan. We have released a new course on Business Made Simple University called Hero on a Mission. It's a life planning course. And today we're going to talk about what needs to go into a life plan in order for it to work. I didn't have a life plan for years. About 15 years ago, I created one. My life shot off like a rocket when I created my life plan. However, you know, it was a little cumbersome. There were times when I couldn't remember all the things that I said. It got dated pretty quick. So I created a different life plan. In today's podcast, I'm going to explain why. Why I created the life plan that I created, why it works so well for me and has for 10 years. And then I'm going to interview my friend Mark Sibelia. Mark is a singer-songwriter out of Nashville, Tennessee. He has an album coming out that is the best album I've heard in 10 years. And he used the day planner that comes with the life plan in order to get that album recorded. So we're going to talk to Mark about how a creative uses a day planner to focus their life. And also, as a bonus, the end of this podcast, I'm going to play a song off of his new record. The album is called Seed of Joy. And again, I'm not kidding you. It is the best album I've heard in 10 years. If you've never heard of Mark, a a lot of you have. But if you haven't, you're going to hear him first on the Building a Story Brand podcast. Okay, so I actually did a little live uh, webinar explaining to some people how the life planning process, the Hero on a Mission process works, and they liked it so much, we decided, man, we gotta share this with more people. So here is an earlier recording I created about how to become a hero on a mission. There are two reasons I think you need to create your life plan. The first is focus. Now, 15 years ago, I created my life plan, and it was amazing. I was already an ambitious person. I'd written some best-selling books, uh, but when I created my life plan, all that ambition got channeled. I mean, it's the difference between pouring a bunch of water out in a parking lot and actually taking that water and running it through a fire hose and channeling it with some pressure. You get a lot more done when you focus. And so a life plan is going to help you focus your energy towards specific objectives so that you get more done. That is going to create some clarity for you. You will have clarity about life. You know, in the 15 years since I created my life plan, I do not wake up in the morning wondering what I should do. I don't wake up wondering what I should focus on. I don't wake up wondering what my life is about or who I am or why I matter in this world. All that is taken care of when you actually sit down and create your life plan. So the first thing is focus. The second thing is you accept personal agency for your life. When you create a life plan, You are making a statement, a philosophical statement about how you interpret life. You are supposed to accept agency for the life God has given you. You are supposed to be in control. You are supposed to grab the steering wheel and take it somewhere. You are not going to just trust fate with your life. Fate is a terrible rider. Most of us don't just trust fate. We go back and forth. We have take a little bit of control over our lives. But then we give up our agency and responsibility and say, well, let's just trust fate a little bit. And that's uh, it's not going to work. I believe and I don't think anything could be more obvious that God has given you agency, has asked you to take responsibility for your life and is saying, why don't you direct a story and move into it? You know, a lot of us are living in what uh, one of my favorite psychologists would call an existential vacuum. Viktor Frankl called the place most of us live an existential vacuum, a narrative void. And what that means is 
You lived a great story in high school. Then you went off to college and you lived a great story in college. Maybe you got married. You lived a great story about building a family. And now the credits have rolled on all three of those stories and you don't have another story to live. The reality is culture pushes us into the high school story. Society pushes us into the college story. Society and culture push us into the marriage story. And after that, society and culture don't really push you into any more stories. There's nothing that is sort of crowd think, right? And so you and I have to take responsibility for our stories and dream something else up. And the canvas is massive. We can paint or write anything we want. Too many people stop right there. It does not have to be that way. What I'm going to do today is give you an overview of the Hero on a Mission life plan. The Hero on a Mission life plan is a life plan that I created. It's based on psychologist Viktor Frankl's work, and I'll explain that in a minute. And it is uh, going to deliver to you a morning routine. That morning routine is going to take about 20 minutes, but every morning when you conduct that morning routine, you are going to know your story, you're going to be excited about your story, and you're going to want to jump into that story. If you don't have a morning routine in which you remind yourself of what story you're in, you will forget. Only you won't actually stop living a story. Corporations are going to tell you what story you should live. Your church is going to tell you what story you should live. Other entities and institutions are more than happy to direct your story. And we let them. We let them because we just don't want to take responsibility for our lives and our story. So here on a mission is a new course. We just put it in the Business Made Simple platform. When you get the course, you can actually print out your life plan and daily planner pages. If you have a church small group, take everybody through the course. Take a Saturday morning and do your life plan together. You will be a tight-knit, close group when you're done. Uh, If you want to do this as a family, do this as a family. If you want to do this with your book club, do this as a book club. If you want to do this with the people at your work, take a Monday morning off. Come in a little early. Come in at 8 o'clock. Finish at about 1 p.m. And everybody in your organization will have created their life plan. And if you guys share some elements of your life plan with each other, maybe in small groups, that team is going to bond. You are going to create really great connections because everybody will know what kind of story the other people in the room want to live. It's a powerful, powerful exercise. So what are the five keys to a fulfilling life plan? Well, before I share them with you, they come from, as I mentioned before, Dr. Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl is one of my favorite personalities on the planet. He passed years ago, but before he passed, he developed a personality theory and a therapeutic uh, prescription called logotherapy. Basically, at the time uh, he was alive, Sigmund Freud was alive. And Sigmund Freud was traveling around the country, traveling around the world, saying the chief pursuit of man, the dominant fuel that drives man is the pursuit of pleasure. And uh, Frankel came along after him and said, I contend with that idea. I think the dominant pursuit of man is the pursuit of meaning, a deep sense of meaning. And when they cannot find meaning, they distract themselves with pleasure. Distracting ourselves with pleasure because we cannot find meaning. And what does a deep experience of meaning feel like? Well, I feel it all the time because I use Viktor Frankl's stuff to create my life plan. It feels like you're here on purpose. It feels like you you are wanted and, and you belong here on the planet. It feels like you serve an important role. You're too distracted from nihilism and sadness and all that kind of stuff because you're locked into a narrative that is actually inviting to you. To me, that, that's the best explanation of what it feels like to feel a deep sense of meaning that I can think of. Life was not like that before I created my life plan. I was trusting fate 
to write my story. And fate, as we have uh, hopefully agreed upon, is a terrible writer. The reality is a meaningful life does not happen by accident. It just doesn't. You have to take some control of your life. So what you want is to wrestle the reins and the steering wheel away from fate and write your own life plan that gives your life a sense of meaning. Viktor Frankl, one of my heroes, uh, said that meaning comes from three places. First of all, it comes in motion. It doesn't come from sitting and looking in your belly button and pulling lint out and trying to figure out who you are. It comes from doing something. And he said the first key to finding a sense of meaning or experiencing a sense of meaning is do a task, perform a job, work on a project, have a physical thing that you are bringing into the world that relies on you or your team to bring it into the world. That's our reason for getting out of bed. If you do not have an identified project that you are fully engaged in, if you don't have something like that, you're probably going to feel a little bit of the existential vacuum. The second thing that you need is a redemptive or positive or optimistic perspective on your suffering or challenges. That means when something bad happens, you see the negative, the hard side, but you also see a bright side. Because this COVID thing happened we have gotten to spend more time together as a family. The third thing is a community. So we've got a project that you're working on, a redemptive perspective on your suffering, and a community, a group of people that you share life with, who you care about, who you defend, your, the people that you work with, your family, your close friends. You need to define that community. Now, Dr. Frankel says, if you have these three things, you will experience a deep sense of meaning. So let's look at some of the key elements of this hero on a mission life plan. Uh, you can do this on, with a yellow tablet at home, or you can get the course and I can walk you through it and you can print out the life plan in daily pages. By the way, if you wanna hire a coach to take you through this, a certified coach that I've certified, go to hireacoach.com, hireacoach.com. You can find the Business Made Simple coach who can help you create your life plan. All right, let's look at the five elements of a great life plan. The first is to reverse engineer your life with the end in mind. And what I mean by that is write your obituary. Uh, I know that's macabre. I know that seems dark. I know it seems sad. Who wants to sit and think about their obituary? But, you know, this is an old trick from Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And he said, start with the end in mind. Write your obituary. What do you want people saying about you at your funeral? And specifically, what were the big objectives that you pursued? How did you want to change the world? Who did you love and who loved you? What sacrifices did you give for your community or for the people you love? Those are the things that people are going to talk about when they talk about your life when it's all over at your eulogy. And of course, we won't be around for our eulogy. So who really cares, right? Well, we should care. A couple of reasons. One is if you head toward that great obituary, that great eulogy, you are going to have a really enjoyable, meaningful life. It's crazy not to, to begin with the end in mind. The second thing is the only thing that you will leave behind, the only thing that matters that you will leave behind is your story. That's it. Will your story prove that you loved your kids? Will your story prove that you loved your spouse? Will your story prove that you had the courage to stand up to challenge? Will your story prove that you believed in yourself? You believed in your agency. You believed in your voice to change the world. Will your story say that? And if it says that, people will sit in your funeral and say, I want a voice. I want to stand up to challenges. I want a deeper connection with the people that I love. All you're going to leave behind is your story. In fact, your eulogy will be 
a defense of the meaning of your life. Whoever delivers your eulogy will have one job, and that job is to defend that your life was meaningful. So they're going to talk about the challenges you faced, the things you overcame, the objectives that you pursued, the people that you loved and the people who loved you. It's the job of a eulogist to defend, as though in a courtroom to a jury, that this was a meaningful life who has passed from us. All I'm saying is make their job easy. Just make their job easy and you will get to experience a great and meaningful life. Lastly, you want to make it a bold eulogy. Embarrassingly bold. Have embarrassingly big ambitions. Dream big. Be a delusional optimist. At least three, if not five days a week. I sit and read my obituary. It gets kind of boring, honestly, reading my obituary. But it is ingrained in my subconscious And when there is an opportunity, a door opens that heads toward one of these ambitions, I walk through that door. If I didn't read this three to four times a week, that door would open and I wouldn't notice it. So we've got to have a morning ritual that is going to remind us of what our lives are supposed to be about and then take the steering wheel and guide them. So your obituary is where you start. Write your obituary. Second, you want to cast a long-term vision for your life. And so what we've got here in our life plan, the Hero on a Mission life plan, is your 10-year vision. And it's broken down into kind of plots and subplots, right? And I need to make it visual. I need to make it specific. I've got right right here in my 10-year vision, I'm going to be 58 years old 10 years from now. Uh, I'm going to be an established leader. My company will be at $250 million 10 years from now. That's a big, ambitious goal. But I've got it broken down into these subplots. And the subplots are career, health, family, friends, spiritual, and then a couple other questions at the very end. It gets me off my butt a little bit. It gets me out of bed. The 10-year vision is inviting me further into my story and creating a sense of urgency. And you also want to do this, key number three, with a short-term vision. The short-term vision, there's really two of them in the life plan. The first is your five-year vision. So it's the exact same worksheet, but it's only five years away. And so what you're asking yourself is, what is a good halfway point to the 10-year vision? I did this when I was a kid. You know, we grew up super poor. Government housing, stood in line for government cheese, no reason for me to succeed. But early on, it wasn't a life plan, but I set some goals for myself that I would be a New York Times bestselling author. It's just cra- If you met me when I was 15 years old, you would say, lovable kid, absolutely no chance in hell that this guy's going to ever write a bestselling book. Not the sharpest tool in the shed. And yet, I kept at that as a goal, and then I became the kind of person who could write that book. So what is a good halfway point? What will get you out of bed? I want you to think of these halfway points uh, for each of your subplots as well. Your career, your health, your family, your friends, your spiritual life. What are the halfway points that you need to get to to get to that 10-year vision? Let's say you don't hit it. Well, two things. One, heck of a great time trying, (laughs) right? You know, I don't think 10 years from now, I'm going to go, you know, I wanted a $250 million company and I only have a $185 million company. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to be frustrated because I didn't hit my goal, uh, but I can't spend that much money, right? So we're just going to give that money away. Anyway, so you see what I'm saying? It's just guaranteed life's going to be better. It's just guaranteed. If you say, here's where I want to go, 
You get halfway there, you're going to be great. All right, now I want to talk about defining your story summary. Uh, at the bottom of the daily planner page that you get with the life plan, you actually write your story summary. Uh, screenwriters call this a log line. A log line is a sentence. Jason Bourne is a secret CIA spy who doesn't know who he really is because his memory has been erased, you know, or something like that. That's a log line for a story. What log lines do is invite us into the theater to watch the story. It's a summary. What's this story about? You need a story summary for your life. Because when you have one, you know who you are, you know what your life is about, you know what you are supposed to do. You want to think of this as a log line, and it should define an ambition for your life. What do you want as the character? I want to build a learning and development company that disrupts the university system and saves college kids from massive amounts of debt. Because I think they go to college and they do not learn how to grow a business and they do not even remember what they learn. All they are reminded of month after month in the mail is that they have a massive college debt. That's what they're reminded of. I can teach you to grow a business in about six months, and I'm doing that with Business Made Simple University. That is a meaningful story that gets me out of bed every morning. I mean, I love that story. I want to create new courses. We're creating internship programs. I have a, a, a Black-owned business cohort that starts in December. We are helping businesses figure this out for pennies on the dollar. To me, that is a meaningful story, right? And so my log line reflects that story. Next, it should be some sort of challenge that you've got to overcome. This is where it gets back to your obituary being ambitious. It's a big thing. Disrupting the university system in America is a giant challenge. And, I, and it excites me. Is it going to be easy? Absolutely not. We have to hire a big staff. We've got to create all sorts of great content. That's where we're going. And I love it. I love the challenge. The other thing that it really should do, and the key to your logline is it should hook you in your story. You should read it and you say, I like living inside of this story. What is the logline for your life? I mean, what is it? If you're uh, raising a family, I don't know if it should just be raising a family. I think it should be you know, I'm raising a family of young adults who are going to grow up and change the world in some way that they want to change the world. All right. Key number five, the fifth and final key is short term goals. I've got a goal planning worksheet in the Hero on a Mission Life Plan. You print it out, three hole punch it. It is part of your morning ritual to read your goal planning worksheet. Most people don't hit their goals and there are reasons from that. The first is you've got to write down your goal, write it down. And then uh, there are several things. One of the things you want to talk about goal partners. Who are you partnering with to make this goal happen? Not just accountability partner, who's doing it with you? You're much more likely to reach your goal if you're doing, if you're trying to reach your goal with somebody. Next, you want to review this every single day, right? You want to review your goals every single day. And there's some other things. There's milestones that you want to hit. You break down your goals into smaller pieces. There's a section of the goal setting worksheet where you actually write down what you're going to sacrifice in order to hit this goal. Most people, they, they come up with a goal. They don't actually count the cost. You know, if you want to lose a bunch of weight, you got to not eat sugar every day. Uh, you've got to walk three miles every day. You, there's some things that you have to do and you want to count the cost. The trick to hitting a goal is to sacrifice and feel some sort of suffering for a period of time until that goal comes to you. Then the key to the whole thing is I fill out a daily planner 
page. It's the Hero on a Mission Day Planner page. And that's the key to starting your day. Because if you start your day saying, okay, I'm going to figure out how I'm going to use my time. I'm going to use this day planner page. But you didn't review your obituary, where you're going to go. You didn't review your 10-year, five-year, one-year vision then basically fate is going to fill out that page. You're just going to ride on a whim what you think you should be doing because you didn't center yourself and remind yourself what the story was about before you filled out that page. But then once you do get to this page at the end of your morning rituals, the last thing you do, it's broken up really magically. There's a checkbox that says, I've reviewed my life plan. There's a checkbox that says, I've reviewed my goals. Then you write today's date. Then you decide what are the three major projects that you're going to work on and then you, you, you fill out your secondary tasks later. What that does is it divides your primary task from your secondary task. Your day planner page will do that for you because your subconscious and even your conscious doesn't know that picking up the dry cleaning is not as important as getting an hour done on the book you're trying to write. Your subconscious doesn't know that. It all feels urgent. So you have to actually sit down and say, these are my primary tasks. These are my secondary tasks. You've got a place for your appointments. You've got a place where I ask you some questions that help you overcome procrastination. They're amazing. You got a place that helps you make wise decisions and balanced decisions in these days because there's a question I ask you that helps you do that. You write your log line, your story summary at the bottom of the page. It's the foundation for everything that you've built. And you are off to the races. Listen, there's a lot of life plans out there. I've done several of them. Most of them to me are so robust and comprehensive and personality driven. You know, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to be comprehensive and helping you create a life plan. I don't know of a single life plan that you review every day and then go in and fill out a day planner. This is a simple enough life plan that you will actually use it. People who have started using it get hooked on it. They also get a lot done, and it is going to remind you of what your story is about. If you want the Hero on a Mission life plan, if you want to go through the exercise, go to heroonamission.com. It is our new course in Business Page Simple University. When you buy the course, you actually buy uh, the whole platform. So you get a course on creating proposals. You get a course on messaging. You get a course on marketing. You get a course on mission statement and guiding principles. You get a course on communication. It helps you write great speeches, write great emails, create great videos, run your social media campaigns. This course is really special, though, because this course, I, I, I love it for you to take it by yourself. It works perfectly fine that way. Get your family together and take it. Get your friends together and take the course. Have your entire church go through the course. If you have kids going off to college, make sure they create their life plan first using the Hero on a Mission course. So go to heroonamission.com. Register today, get the course, take yourself through it, take your friends through it. If you want to hire a coach, go to hireacoach.com. They can take you through it. This will change your life. You do not have to wake up in a fog anymore. You can wake up with purpose. You can wake up as a character inside of a story that is actually interesting. Stop sitting in the theater of your mind looking at a blank and boring screen. Write something different, live something different. All right, so that's uh, how to become a hero on a mission and just go to heroonamission.com and get the course today. Again, do it with your family, do it with your friends, do it with your kids. Get this done. It's time to take agency uh, away from fate and accept it as our own. I think we have the responsibility to do that. You know, earlier I talked about my friend Mark Sibilia. His name is spelled M-A-R-C, Mark Sibilia, S-C-I-B-I-L-I-A. 
He is one of my favorite singer-songwriters on the planet. You ever, you know, you sometimes have a friend that you're friends with, and then you're also a fan. And I would say he's right up there with my favorite singer-songwriters ever. And his new album is a big reason why. It's called Seed of Joy. Mark sent me that album, and I listened to it a bunch of times and fell in love with it. And then he said, Don, without your day planner, I don't think that album would have been created. And I said, what are you talking about? And he had printed out the day planner and used it. And so I was very curious about how a creative uses a day planner to create a masterpiece, Seed of Joy. And here's a little bit of my conversation with Mark Sibili about how that happened. Mark, congratulations on the new record. Thank you. I think it's it's uh, uh, the best record I've heard since Adele's 21. Wow. Well, man, if we, if I, that's, that's very kind of you. And if we can just get a lot of people to agree, it's going to be a great 2021 for me. <laughs> well, I, I just think it's fantastic. Uh, Cedar Joy is awesome, but I was sort of baffled. You know, I've known each other for a while, but I didn't know that you were using the day planner, the hero on a mission day planner daily page during the writing of the record. And when you said it really helped. And then when I heard the record, I felt like I get to take credit for a masterpiece somehow, <laughs> at least. Yes, yes. So there's some percentage of the record that you probably deserve. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. But I, I'm wondering how a creative like you used a day planner page and, and how it stimulated more work or help you keep focus. What did it do for you? Well, you know, honestly, without the day planner, I think it actually would have been a different sounding record because... I really, you know, it, it might seem strange that a creative person would use a structured thing, but to me, it makes perfect sense because without structure in my creative process, I'm kind of left to the whim of whatever I may want to do over the course of the day. And right. Lord knows a creative mind, you know, it's like you could think of infinite ways to waste time. And so for me, it really kind of helped structure on the micro and the macro, how I was going to sort through the day, what was important, what was of less importance, what was of almost no importance. Yeah. Uh, I think even my life theme, you know, that's that was pretty big picture too. Obviously, there it's very aspirational. So that really helped me kind of delineate between even, even something as simple as, you know, how do I want this song to sound? Well, if I'm looking at my life theme, that's going to narrow out a lot of things that I would think about, you know, because, you know, I might be thinking about commercial success in one sense, and then I might be thinking about just pure art and beauty in another sense. And I'm always refining what that theme is, but it's like, I think it really helped me make actually practical decisions. We certainly all hope that we get to be in a small room soon with our favorite musicians. In fact, I say that Knowing I've got tickets to your Thursday night show where we'll all be wearing masks <laughs> and there's only about twelve people in the room. I can't I can't wait for that. But as you go on the road, do you think this whole planning process will help you? I mean, it's so hard because I'm a creative mind too. And one of the reasons I created this planner was to sort of focus my crazy creative mind. Yeah. So that I can actually get something done toward an end. You think on the road you'll take it with you and you'll fill it out if you wake up in the alleyway behind a club in a bus that <laughs> somehow will help you that way too? Yeah, I mean, the road has certainly been historically for me a place where I waste like the most amount of time. So I'm definitely interested to have this and see how it helps me. I mean, at home, I can be productive. It's not like I was never productive. I mean, I you know I have a career and a life. So I had some amount of productivity. 
this has helped refine it. And I think honestly, on the road, you get almost nothing done. I mean, you're driving, you're tired, you're, you know, so I think this will be really helpful uh, in many ways. It's an honor to talk to you. It's an honor to have you using the planner. And I'm telling you, it's the best record I've heard in 10 years. Thank you. That's a, that's a major honor. I'm obviously a big fan of what you do as well. Scary Close is one of our favorite books uh, that we've ever read. Uh, in fact, it's probably the only book my wife and I have ever read together. <laughs> so so we're, it's, it's a mutual feeling. If you are looking for a record that you can listen to over and over without getting tired of, and it's been a long time since you've heard records that had two good songs and eight ones that somebody's uncle wrote, <laughs> and they had to shove in the record, this is it. It's called Seed of Joy. It's by Mark Sibilia. By the way, let me spell Mark's name for you. It's M-A-R-C, Mark Sibilia, S-C-I-B-I-L-I-A. Mark Sibilian, you can find him on Instagram and uh, find out if he's coming to a club near you, hopefully soon. And do not, do not miss this record. You can listen to it on Spotify, you can buy it on iTunes, but get a copy of Seed of Joy by Mark Sibilian. Thanks, Mark. Good to see you, Don. All right, again, M-A-R-C-S-C-I-B-I-L-I-A. You know, I say that not just to promote Mark, although I love Mark and want to promote him. I say that because it's probably been a long time since you've fallen in love with a record. Maybe a song on the radio, but a record? So that's our gift to you this Thanksgiving season. A little tip about a great record out there. Again, it's called Seed of Joy. But I thought we would end with the creation, with uh, with what Mark did and one of the songs that he created, just so you can get a little taste of it. Here is a song by Mark Sibilia off his new record, Seed of Joy. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy. And creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm a child of the 90s. The room at the top of the stairs, that's where you can find me. Bleaching my hair, still scared that my parents will ground me. If they found me, I'm a child of a baby boomer. I never got over the days of John F. Kennedy Jr. Jesus saves an American made was the way of the future. Hallelujah. Be
I'm a child of the 90s. 